Science. Welcome to Probably Science. I'm Andy Wood, joined by Matt Kirshen. Hello. Thank you for being here. Brooks is still uh, in absentia. But we have as a, as a special guest uh, co-host, um, return a friend of the show, Mr. Robert Shemi. Yes. So do you need a passport to go? Do you need a visa to go to absentia? It's, it's difficult, yeah. You have to apply, you have to prove that you are fulfilling a job need that they don't already have within their own citizenry. <laughs> it's really expensive. Yeah. They're really worried. I, 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 unnecessarily so, because there's a lot of resources that they could do with in absentia. Oh, yeah. But layabouts like Brooks yeah, are all very of much the resources. in demand. Yeah. yeah, layabouts. Roustabouts, layabouts. To, to, be fa- to be fair, right now we're recording during a weekday daytime and Brooks <laughs> is at work. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's the only one of us right now who's Let's- actually... Who's actually working? Fully employed. Oh my god! Not layabout in his job. <laughs> Let's not rub that in. I'm only on uh, day day five of unemployment. Oh, so that's sorry, not bad. Yeah. Day five. Yeah, yeah. That's Still a fresh nothing. wound, though. That's I'm feeling nothing. This. I'm feeling it. When you get like day fifty, then day one hundred. Well, see, I'm also new to the TV business, and I don't know if I can rightfully even consider this unemployment, or is this just I'm between. between You're in jobs. between gigs. Yeah. That's so, the way I see it. Okay. Yeah. And that is the voice of Michael James Nelson, our oh, guest this week. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm one of our rare guests with an actual science background or science knowledge. What? Yes. I read science. He read- I know a thing or two. I don't want to get everybody excited. I don't have like a degree, you know. You don't need a degree to like know that. science, though. I, not- yeah, I have a little bit of a background. So prepare to be dazzled. What, what should we get to first? The background you have in comedy or in science? Up to you. Well, I guess... What came first? Science came first. I was going to be an aeronautical engineer coming out of college or coming out of high school. I went to a like a magnet high school, and a magnet high school. Yeah, for engineering. So okay. magnet means like you. For if you like, they accept you into your program no matter where you are. You can come to that high school. Oh, okay. I was and thinking I, like you just specialize in in magnets. <laughs> magnets yeah. No, magnets. I I created magnets, refrigerators, little calendars that stuck on. In St. Clown Posse, do the school song. Yeah, right. Exactly. If Shaggy Two Dope had gone there, he wouldn't have had so many. I consider that to be an engineer. Those magnet guys. Yeah, um, and I then I just yeah, I was like a school. Where I took aeronautical engineering courses and calculus and all that stuff. Right. So that's what I was going to do. And did you have to do arts classes that were also magnet themed? Uh, yeah, I painted magnets pink, purple, <laughs> yeah. all the pretty colors. Magnetic it's tough because the, the paint chips off once they clink back together. It's yeah. tough to get a thick enough coat of paint many, on the Many tears <laughs> over that. Um, and then, yeah, and then I just, I was going to graduate high school, go to college for aer- aeronautical engineering, and then I decided I wanted to be a comedian. And I went to college to be a comedian. You decided that in between high school and college, well, something I always, happened. I had a love for comedy. Yeah. Like when I was in high school, but I was such a mess in high school. I didn't talk. I didn't have any personality whatsoever. Really? I was a nerd, and um, I just well, better grounding for a life in comedy, <laughs> right? <laughs> or you'll, science. You'll hear the anger <laughs> as just... I talk about it come to the surface. I thought that was just the helicopter, but yeah, that's some helicopters make me angry too. But I, I get worked up over everything. But I. So what made you maladjusted and in need of <laughs> the affirmation of a crowd? <laughs> But yeah, I just I, I uh, was I was secretly obsessed with comedy. I would like memorize Letterman's monologue when I'd walk the hallways in high school, but I'd never tell anybody. And then finally, I was just like, I have to do this. I could be an engineer and whatever, and I love space, and yeah. I could see the space shuttle go up from my house all through my childhood. Became obsessed with it. But I was like, I have to do I have to do comedy. I feel it. There's something Wait, where, where, I have to follow. Where was your house? My house yeah. was by Launchpad Three. No, uh, I was actually in Central Florida in Orlando. 
is where I grew up. So you can see the shuttle like when it go off. That's pretty from cool. the cave. Pretty, yeah. yeah. So wait a minute. You don't seem like you were that maladjusted. Well, I was. That's what, what, that that's what everybody what says, that, though. Did people bully you actively? Well, no one bullied me, but I just I had a speech impediment when I was a kid, so oh. I stuttered till I, I think some point through elementary school. I had every learning disability you could ever imagine. What other ones? Like dyslexia, dysgraphia. Like I was a wreck. And that's I couldn't just read the a disc, book. Dis ones. Yeah, but I like I could do science and math. Like I'm a dysgra- I have dysgraphia. Which is like when I was a kid, basically, when if a teacher would write something on the board, mm-hmm. I couldn't copy that and write it on a sheet of paper. There's what like a blockage. You, you can't write what you see. Does it itch? It itches a little bit in the crotchal <laughs> region, uh, but they had cream for that. And um, but you you can't follow the instructions on how to rub the cream on accurately. <laughs> right? No, I couldn't even. Yeah, I was just like I didn't know. I had to figure it out, and that went a different direction. But. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I just like had all these learning disabilities and I could, but I was like a math savant. I was taking like college wow. calculus and all this stuff, but I was failing English. I had like an army of tutors for English and anything that had to do with writing and, and reading. I had no comprehension whatsoever. So it was just like, they're like, we don't know what to do with this kid. They didn't know what dysgraphia was at the time. And uh, yeah. I didn't know what it was until just this yeah, time. Did yeah. I. I, I don't mean to hijack the show. No, <laughs> Turn no, into no. a it's, dysgraphia. You- you know, Q&A. You're the guest. We want to hear about this. I'm yeah. always interested in people's descriptions of what it means to have been a nerd. Well, I was. Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. what does that mean? What is the percentage of kids that were kind of bullied and outcast? Or does that mean you just hung around the computer kids and were in chess, you know, chess uh, club? Was, which yeah. our guys in computer, cl- you know, clubs and chess clubs weren't picked on as such. They but had I, their own lunch table, but... I think it just generally means you were really interested in subjects that weren't necessarily the cool things to be really interested in. Yeah. It's certainly not. And also, too, I, I like, I, 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 was, I was only bullied a little bit, but I wasn't... Well, I had the speech impediment. Yeah, of course. But even in high school, I might have been bullied a little bit, but I, was just, I just kept to myself. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't talk to anybody. I mean, I, I go to basketball practice. I go home and watch Star Trek. I do my homework. And that's like what I did every single day. Mm-hmm. And so I just didn't have like a social life. Were you good at basketball? I was. I think that's what threw Are people you? off because I was a good basketball player. Wow. So people were like, we don't know how to, what category do we yeah. put this guy in that doesn't talk? He's not really social, but he's on the basketball team and he's good. So maybe that got me credibility in the hallways. I don't, I don't know. But that, that's the thing that always gets me. Because I think a lot of comedians turn out to have been nerdy in a particular, or rather obsessive in a particular way. That Like a lot of comics tend to have that common mindset. Yeah. But some of the sort of the less obviously nerdy ones, you find out like they're really into sports, but like really into it. Mm-hmm. But it, but just in, with, in a way that was also not really cool among their yeah, peers. But, 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 it was but, like, that's, so different that's from how everyone else did. There's such a difference between how someone who's really into sports or someone who's really into, say, sci-fi. Yeah. Like if, yeah. you, if you know who the second AD was on yeah. season two of Star Trek, nerd. But if you know the entire starting lineup <laughs> for the Miami Dolphins in 1946, <laughs> yeah. or like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, well, you're Pat, yeah. Pat Keen. Pat Keen, you know Patrick Keen. Yeah, he's a big uh, sports fan. Didn't and, he play uh, college baseball? Yeah, he, yeah I, he might have played at, at a pretty high level, college or something. But uh, he's, he's no Brody he's a Stevens. Great, but uh, right. well, how long did Brody play? <laughs> I, I I just know from the fact that he mentions it at every yeah, chance. He, he played for Arizona State, and I think he played minor league baseball. He was a pitcher. We well, you know what it is too. Is like if you're if you're a nerd with sports, it's like the cool people yeah. in school well, can be ask you a fact. They're like, hey, like, what? but no one's asking like, hey, yeah. what? What was you well, know, same goes for music? Like, if you know who like who the who the engineer was on some like 
Or yeah, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah. Whatever. That's a yeah. cool guy in school's not asking that. Yeah, but, right. who ran engineering again on the uh, Enterprise? But, <laughs> all right. But that's the thing, you know. You, you know, like all like every lineup for various rock bands over the years or whatever. Again, fine, cool. Mm-hmm. But if it happens to be, I should have done that. Now I think about it, would have changed well, my whole life. Well, you know, life. the thing is, I mean, I I I entertained the cool kids. But I was just flapping my wings as hard as I could to fend off <laughs> yeah. the ridicule that they showered on me by showering it back on them. I mean, I was a, a perennially heckled and heckling entertainment person. I just absolutely flapped my wings the entire time. Were you I would drink. Clown? I would. It wasn't clown. It was more like a. I felt more like a shackled jester. <laughs> oh my god! Who like the the you know the, the, the townsfolk were pointing pikes at my guts. Yeah, I well, would play quarters and throw up twenty <laughs> minutes into every single party. Oh, but man. I was wildly celebrated and given a nickname, and you know I. Oh my! You're like girl, in the Hall of Fame, and I was I was good look. I mean, I'm still good looking, but I was good looking enough that, <laughs> that girls were interested. But it was always younger girls or girls from other schools because anyone. I was close enough to, you know, actually be kind of a peer who I knew someone knew right. fairly. They knew that your was, secret. They, they knew, knew my you secret. Were that mysterious, was all. Right. So, oh man, I just you were the people say, "Oh, I was man. a geek." Like they're all jealous of guys like me. I have my head in a keg. I mean, it was pitiful. Is this high school? I smoked pot. I didn't even like pot. Every time I smoked pot, it was like a massive paranoia freak out. Is this high school? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, it was not. I didn't pleasant. drink till the end of my senior year in high school. See, that's wow. you unfathomable. You would have scared. That is unfathomable to me. <laughs> you would have scared me. Uh, there's no way. Scared you? I wouldn't have scared you. I was friends with all the geeks because I. Yeah, but you got your had, head in a keg. You're there. smoking weed. You're like like an animal. I'd have been like, holy shit! You were developing wow. social skills. I was yeah. developing social or skills. Like I would have I would admired you from afar. I'm not saying I'm hiding behind a tree during this party, but I'm just saying I would have admired you from afar. Well, I was and throwing it's like, up on the other it's side like of the bush behind well. the tree. Look how handsome he is. He's got his head in a keg. This is crazy. Was Who's that guy who's brought this tree indoors? <laughs> yeah, peeking up from the side. Hey, of dude, it. I had camo, man. My parents would go to their uh, little lake cottage a lot of weekends, and my best pal would be at my house and he'd hear them say oh we're taking off on friday so sure enough he would tell everybody at the lunch table kids from the tri-county region were pouring into my house i had no say in the matter this I is mean, before facebook even oh well before i was <laughs> yeah. before, like word of mouth almost yeah, old before, before giant uh, mammals came along yeah um but yeah it was a, it had its drawbacks but you know what it also had its fun i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you too yeah. much yeah because there were like... there was just comic you know rippingness that happened that that's where i learned my chops well, i made a comic a, yeah yeah i made up for it in college once i got to college and yeah, so, I, tur- I turned into a maniac i'm curious so you told your parents they're all proud of you that this is the son who's gonna make something good of himself he's gonna go into the space program he's uh, yeah. obsessed with and then at a certain point you say you know how i've always been watching letterman and stuff mm-hmm. that's what i'm doing yeah you told your parents that, and what did they say? Yeah, well, it was it was a shock, <laughs> to say the least. Did you tell them immediately, or did you tell them like a way in? I eased into it. I got like letters from different colleges, and the, I went to Florida State, and I knew FSU at the time had like a top film school, like top five at the time, and they had like this radio station that was like nationally known or whatever, and nice. I was just like, I was like, I think I'm gonna go to FSU, and I want to be in ra- I want to be on radio and be funny. And of course, nobody had ever heard me say anything funny. I think I would kind of entertain around the house, but like everybody was like, "This guy's an around idiot, the house, a complete idiot." To whom? I probably said something funny. I guess <laughs> <laughs> I remember laughter too from my mom, but um, to, on two occasions. Um, 
But she, so I just but it'd like, be like as if you just suddenly said to them, um, you know, street dance has always been my passion. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, she laughed when I brought a tree in the house. That was a whole, <laughs> whole gag of mine. But so, she, so, um, yeah. So I went to school, and then I think everybody was shocked, but I was just dead set on it. And then I got on the radio my freshman year, and then I kind of nice. started writing, started doing stand up, all that stuff. And then they were kind of like, all right. But then they were still. Like, when I moved back after graduation, I was going to move out here to Los Angeles. It was still like, why don't you just, you know, everybody I went to college with in high school stays in town, yeah. works at a bank or something like that. And it was that scene pulling out the driveway, my mom reaching, crying. <laughs> oh. like this whole scene. <laughs> like, oh. what am I doing? <laughs> but, you know. But whatever. now you've made something to yourself. Yeah. You've worked on a number of shows. Yeah, uh, yeah. Most recently, Off the Rockers with, off uh, the Rockers with Betty White. With Betty White yeah. show, yeah. Writer for that. That was good. Second season. And you said she is she's sharp. She's still got it. Yeah, I, I actually met her too. I, I got to meet her before off the rockers, but just the nicest, sweetest person you'll ever meet. So sharp, witty. That's awesome. Been doing it for sixty years. So you see someone in like you. She just that's her world. She's so comfortable in it. But yeah, she's ninety one, and she's still you know. She, that's incredible. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, she's. Uh, it's all. It was awesome doing that show. She's so funny too. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I, well, you were just wanting to fly. Yeah, I Robert was, was oh, raising. His, you don't have to raise your hand. Oh, you could just I, chime right in. It was a gnat. Right? Uh, we were talking before the show about how I was working on a, a show that had a, a prank contingency to it. Also, a, a blooper. Uh, or the show was called Bloopers. We had like a prank, um, practical joke segment, and it's it's hard to come up with uh, clever premises for. It is, for yeah. that haven't been done, you know? Like, how, how do you... Uh... Well, it helped us, too, because we, on the Betty, Betty White's Off Their Rockers, we have the angle of it's old people messing with young people. Yeah. So there's all that, you know, there's all this stuff like, hey, watch, you know, um, you know, watch my electronic wheelchair for a second when I go to the bathroom, and then the electronic wheelchair starts driving away with no one in it, or, yeah, like, yeah. there's there's angles that we can add to it, and, like, we just sat, there was, like, seven writers, two head writers, and we just sat in the writer's room, and it was just like pitching ideas constantly and what about this what about that we wrote we were over a thousand pranks jesus was there any was there a lot of like just calling someone's kid and telling them that the parent had died <laughs> well all like, all that, like betty white just throws a bucket of shit in there right right <laughs> it's like a big bucket of shit and just throws it in their face <laughs> Which, and just, fuck you and then runs off yeah that'd be good but we're on nbc so okay. <laughs> like screw you family entertainment you have to like we can get a little edgy but there's a lot of stuff that gets axed because it's like NBC's like, well, you know, this is a little too. Yeah, no buckets of shit till after 9 p.m. Right? Yeah, and yeah, Lord knows we pitch that, that idea yeah. constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like, no matter how we dressed it, it was still shit. They didn't like it. That is tough. Yeah, that but it's tough. you have to sit there, too, and think about how someone's going to react. Like, when you... Right. It's like an if-then statement. Like, you say, if, you know, this happens. If they react this way, then this. If that and that, so... Well, I think, like, I, I hate the kind of pranks that just makes the the prank victim feels small or feels just stupid like i yeah I, I i hate that kind of prank but i do i am a fan of the kind of prank where the people who aren't who are being pranked where the where the prank person is is the weird one where the people right. who are being pranked yeah. and that's them are just what we like, do that's a rule on betty the, and that, the and rule that, is yeah and that, that i do enjoy like I, I don't know if you have read um robert popper wrote these books uh, the time wasters letters uh, as his character robin cooper and it's just it's this odd, slightly lonely, weird person who just keeps writing to companies with his ideas. 
and and they're hilarious. <laughs> he's a brilliant writer. He's a you know he's written loads of funny. He did the TV series Look, Look Around, Around You, you yeah. and various other things. So he's it's hilarious. But also the thing I like about them is that these companies, the people, you can kind of see the people in the in the office. You can picture them getting this letter. Pissing themselves, <laughs> laughing, and mm-hmm. showing it around to everyone else in the office. So they're not the kind of victims in it. They're just looking at this, going, "We just, you right. got, you got to see this yeah. ridiculous thing. How the hell are you going to respond to this? I don't know, but I need to say something." Yeah. Uh, but rather than the rather than the kind of ah, your dad, your, right, your kids right. in trouble. Yeah, that's what we did on Betty. Like Betty, that was like a, a rule of Betty. Is like it's just like you can't make anybody feel small. We just want their reaction, yeah. and we we don't want the typical blooper thing of like. We, everybody runs in like, ah, you're on off their rockers. Like we want the person coming in, hit the mark, you know, do their prank and then walk out. And we hold the camera on their reaction where they're like, did that really just happen? Right. Again, <laughs> That's again, the essence of the show. Again, like the kind of things um, uh, Dom Jolly used to do on British TV where they where they just suddenly have like a cat and a dog, like mm-hmm. the, like a, a guy, two people in a cat and a dog costume. Just having a fist fight in the middle of in the middle of the street, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and just film people looking bemused. Like I, I, I love that kind of thing. As yeah, a, as opposed to just like ah, we got you. You thought you thought your life was right, shit. Right. <laughs> They're like covered in shit, and it's like yeah. ah, <laughs> <laughs> you look stupid. Everyone look at this stupid person who's stupid. Yeah. Did you guys ever watch Dog Bites Man on Comedy Central? I did. Yeah. It was so great. It was it was just like that where this group mm-hmm. of four people it was Andrea Savage Matt Walsh 80 Miles and Zach Galifianakis before he blew up with the hangover as this fake news team but everybody they were encountering thought it was a real news team from like Spokane, Washington and nothing what they were doing was at the expense of the people they were with it was all just these ridiculous yeah. characters so then you could just see everyone or a lot of the best things that it, the Improv Everywhere guys do as well yeah, I think yeah. yeah. like yeah, when they just they like they did that one where a guy is stumbling around like an ice rink gets cleared for the for the machine to come around and then there's this one guy stuck in the middle like stumbling around and can't oh, get to the edge. Oh, you see, it's lovely. And then this music starts, and he just forgets. This is old, like this old overweight guy mm-hmm. in this bright red sweat, like Christmas sweater. And then he just he starts stumbling, he starts sort of skating around, and then just gradually gets better and better while this music's playing. <laughs> until by the end, like it turns out, he's actually like a former professional <laughs> figure skater. Wow. And so like by the end, he's doing this full like, beautiful routine with like turns and flips. But that's sort of, like yeah. The, again, the joke, the joke's kind of at the expense of the spectators because they they get suckered in and they're sort of laughing at this guy, and then it turns out that he's not actually. Yeah. That he's actually the opposite, but they're like, "Oh, this is really cool." Yeah, I, I did a show. I was I was on a hidden camera show that never aired, but it was like for a major network, and Jay Moore was the host. And that one was like, like for instance, like one of the pranks was like a job interview. So the person thought they were coming for a job interview, but they didn't realize was that like the boss was going to have you know like <laughs> they were interviewing for a sugar company. And the boss was is, was a diabetic, and so he was like not going to be able to get his insulin shot, and so he'd start having an attack, and then he'd tell the person being pranked like, "My shots are in this briefcase, and the combination is," and he keeps like messing up the combination, and like oh, no. people are freaking out. God, no, but the problem and the problem with that is that, or the crazy thing is, I would like, just try to call nine one one. Well, it's the first time I'd ever done first time I'd ever done a prank show, been on one, and it's like. You're sitting across from these people, and they're like, they think it's a real job interview. So, like, listen, like, you know, I have three kids, and I haven't worked in two years, and I really need this job. <laughs> oh, and you're no. thinking in the back of your mind, like, oh, I'm, I can feel the flames of hell right now on my back. 
But like, like, ah, we got you. <laughs> you don't. You thought a man was, was dying and you were going to get a yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Neither well, of those two things is true. <laughs> at least they got paid. Like we'd run out the oh, end and did? be like, That's yeah, nice. and, and then they get paid money. But like. I would have to convince myself that I was like a CIA operative and they were a terrorist. <laughs> and like, no matter what they say, what they look like, they're a terrorist. Like, that's the only way I can get through it. It was the worst. But it yeah. didn't air. But we don't do that on Betty. Betty's. You guys are do- fighting the good fight. Fighting the good community. We fight. are. We're doing nice pranks. For the if nice I may, people. if that's a category, I don't know if it is. But I'd like yeah, it's to, nice pranks. Yeah. I'd like to submit that for that category. It's almost as valid as actually doing science. As far as your Almost. parents are concerned, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we just get right to a science story? We, Why the hell not? Most Let's weeks, most weeks we take a long this. time to do it's it. Possibly so. the earliest we've actually got to a story in ages. Enough that, about my nonsense. This this is uh, something that's already going to be, I guess, two or three days old by the time this is up. But um, there's an asteroid coming dangerously <sighs> close to Earth. You guys, you may have heard about this. Uh, was it like seventeen you know thousand miles? Yeah, seventeen thousand miles. It. So that's about uh, two Earth diameters away from Earth, which is. Too close. In one sense, not that close. In other senses, pretty pretty damn close. Um, How big is it? It is 150 feet wide. It's called Asteroid 2012 DA14, and it's going to zoom within 17. Sweet. Catchy name. It's the name of my new album coming out. <laughs> got to change it. It's the name of my robot. <laughs> uh, it's going to be yeah, 17,200 miles away from Earth, and it'll be the closest approach by such a large space rock that astronomers have have ever known about in advance. Um, the interesting thing is I was, I was looking this up and one of the first articles that came about it was on Fox News, which was just stressing how valuable the contents of the asteroid <laughs> yeah. would was be. It, was it also so worried weird. about uh, Obama giving a piece of it to everyone yeah. in America? <laughs> yes. like keeping it Finders like, keepers would have come asteroid to asteroid. Socialism. Wait, what's in it? It says, well, they're to, trying again, to take away our asteroids. According to Fox <laughs> News. Surprise it out of a cool dead head. Isn't it like <laughs> Apple shares or something? <laughs> yeah, just perfectly minted certificates of Apple shares. Um, it may harbor $65 billion worth of recoverable water and $130 billion in metals. Now, the metals, I understand. I did some math and I did it very quickly. I could be incorrect, but. Um, it sounds well, like. Run bullshit. it by me. I'll check this, it real quick. Right, okay, 150 feet 150 wide is 75 feet in, dia- in radius. Okay. Which I just, is roughly 25 meters. All right, I got uh, I'm lost. I just ran the volume, <laughs> the volume on that in cubic meters and then converted cubic meters to gallons. Uh, this thing has about 70... If it was entirely made of water, which it isn't, it would be 17 million gallons. Mm-hmm. And yet this article is saying it may harbor $65 billion worth of water, which would mean this water is worth $3,000 a gallon? Yeah. So someone's either... They would mark that up. Yeah. We were talking about before, like a- asteroid water. Yeah, you wouldn't pay like $40 for that? How big is this thing if you're just looking at it? What do you mean? Is, is I don't like think you, would, you wouldn't be able to see... It? Well, if it was here, I mean, what is 150 feet? It would be, um, you know, probably from that tree to... Uh, <laughs> Somewhere over the there, listeners are and like, it would what? be a sphere. It would be 150 feet, whatever that big. is. Half of a football field. So yeah. half a football field. Yeah. It's basically a water balloon. It's a giant. No, but I'm saying it's not made of water. I was just. It's I just not. can't believe this article. There's ice is in there, and there's this much. I get the minerals. Maybe it has. You know, like you were saying, platinum. Sometimes these platinum's things, a big one that's an asteroids they want to do. How do they know this though? I don't understand. I don't know. That's what that's what confounds me about this article, and I shouldn't trust Fox News for anything. I guess they, inter- like, they interviewed the asteroid probably. I mean, asteroids are normally full of some pretty pricey metals, just because of how they tend to get formed. Mm-hmm. Just any lump, how do any they lump tend gold, to get probably. How do they tend to get formed? Magic. They do. <laughs> like they magnets. just from the beginning of the universe, right? They call them the messengers of space. They send they like they. For instance, they say Earth got a theory is it got all of its water from asteroids. That's what mm-hmm. they think. 
Oh. Asteroids crashing into Earth had all this ice water. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That's one theory. So we're all, we're all worked up about asteroids, but originally they were our friends. Right? They're original Gs. They're the yeah. ones that got everything started. They're just like fragments and pieces of whatever. That's the scientific definition fragments for it. Fragments and pieces of whatever. I'll yeah, that. that's uh, in the science book. So they would crash, the ice would melt, and voila, rivers and lakes and oceans. Well, yeah. But also, I mean, we might get to a point where we are able to mine asteroids. Right, yeah. that, was, that was the point of this article. Two different oh. companies have started up. One of them called um, Deep Space Industries. One of them called, um, let's see, where is the other one in here? Well, my Planetary Resources, which that one has financial backing from Google execs Larry Page and Eric Schmidt. Google. Yeah, and I guess Deep Space aims to launch a phalanx of small robotic prospecting probes called Fireflies in 2015. Are um, they going to chew robotic tobacco? They better, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm curious to see if this ever becomes a thing, but I'm more curious to see where the math came from that got this $65 billion worth of water. Yeah, I've just done a little – I was working this out while we did it. Uh, so so 25-meter 20, radius uh, would give you a just shy of 21,000 uh, cubic meter volume, which is uh, – Five and a half million U.S. gallons of water. Oh, mm. my math was wrong. Either way, five and a half million. And how much did it say? Sixty-five billion dollars. So worth five and a half million. Yeah, you put it in a nice bottle. Yeah, a gallon of water is Starbucks <laughs> for like forty bucks. If Rihanna starts drinking asteroid it, I get water, it, a gallon know? of water is definitely not asteroid worth water. It cures more than a thousand dollars. But it, you know, think of how much coconut water goes for. It's like that's yeah. that, but for asteroids. You know, yeah. baller that would be to have asteroid water. At your place. That would be good. Yeah. But I do, I do cool bullshit on their calculations. Yeah, I'm just going to assume this is a bad article, in which case maybe I shouldn't have brought it up on the podcast at all. But well, anyway, the, so how the do asteroid you, thing's interesting. How yeah. do you mine an asteroid? Does it, is, does do it remain in flight and your, the robot well, just balances? Somebody didn't yeah. see it. I mean, how do they stand I off? Well, I mean, there's no gravity. Well, here's yeah, the, there is gravity. Some do have gravity, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you know, everything, everything, everything has gravity. Has gravity well, the bigger it yeah, is, the more gravity it has. Even this one that's about to hit or that's going to pass by what close to us won't have much gravity. I mean, it would make... You or me, spoiler alert, an ounce or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wouldn't. You're right, 150 feet. Well, well here's a new compared to the mass of a planet. Yeah, yeah. I heard this one thing they're gonna do. I thought this was a genius idea. Next time, maybe not this time, but but next time an asteroid passes by, what they would do is they try to capture it and put it in the gravitational pull of the moon. So it'd circle the moon with what a butterfly net, and they would, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, they shoot lesser, it with a BB a gun, yeah. and then they would they would mine it as it goes around the moon. But mine it. It's still. Throwing, I know. I don't know where I get all these theories. By no, the way. it's still throwing me. What do you well, do? Put you would, a little uh, the drill. Would, yeah, there would have to be some kind of grappling yeah. thing, some sort of something that grappling. drills in and secures it. I would have thought. What was that award winning movie? Uh, Speaking of that, there actually I we like we, that. we have so news. It is a lasso. There is breaking a, news. Well, the uh, the the Mars rover actually just made its first drill sample into the surface of Mars. If you want to talk about how you drill in space. Yeah. We can get into the next article. If we want to do two do, space do articles they, in a row. Does that rover shoot a laser beam, and or does it have like an actual drill? Uh, it has an actual drill and has two. Dr- okay, we have, we're getting two. We have, we have an off mic <laughs> guest today who, who seems Rachel to know more about this. Who's who's watching, watching us like we're not yes. off mic. She's like, what introduce are yourself. Guys? Give her the mic. Come on. Let's. Uh, Rachel Porter. Rachel Porter Rachel is Porter, here. Rachel Porter, friend, photographer, and science enthusiast. And, science enthusiast, mm-hmm. yeah. and chronicler of scientists and comedians. <laughs> Both, yes. Yeah. yes. Well, I'm going to cover this article. You tell us what you know about the Mars drill. <laughs> um, I know one of the drivers. so I Really? Know, yeah. 
Wow. Nice. Um, Is it the Mohawk guy? It's a different thing. No. Oh, that no. face. That's not um, good. No. <laughs> <laughs> she had a big smile for all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, her name is Vandy, and uh, she... Uh, the Woman driver? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, 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 holding back jokes. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, but then you can also get... Um, NASA can send you emails um, and give you updates on everything they're doing. So Is it like, like Christmas circulars? <laughs> just what a year it's yeah. been. <laughs> it's just a photo of all of NASA and sweaters are out of fire. I think I get Rover tweets, right? They have a Twitter account. I think I get the tweets. Wait, so, so you? No, so, no, no. We want. I want to hear more about what actually firsthand. Or so you, oh, you, saying, you said two drills. You saying it's a drill and a laser? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> um, there Bear is, with us. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. No, there is a drill. Um, there. They do a lot of different things, and every time they're going to make a move, it takes so long because. You know, obviously you don't want to just driver. go for it. Sorry. Okay. I had to. Okay, that was it. That was the only one. That was the only one. <laughs> Why? No, come, on. Oh, come on. It's the only one. So it takes a layup. It's right there. I had to do it. Like you should have when they had to have the rover parallel park, it was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> no, but I do want to hear what you were saying because I was reading yeah. this. What I was interested. No in, more jokes for me. In this article was that uh, the initial, the initial. Um, dust that came up from the drill was used to clean the drill it sounds like it's said some of the materials let's see um so first of all this has been up there for six months before they actually started drilling and the first action was to hammer down briefly on a rock target last weekend which was just a check to prove the machinery was behaving as it should and that was followed by the drill um turning in the chosen rock uh wait um Oh, turning in the chosen rock to cut a shallow two centimeter hole, which produced a fine powder the engineers deemed suitable to try to pick up. So the command was given to drill a second hole that was deep enough to push some cuttings into the tool's sample acquisition chamber, sample acquisition chamber, and some of that material will, will be used to scrub the machinery's innards of any contamination that may have traveled from the rover with the rover from Earth, hmm. which is weird. So some of the stuff they're drilling up is used to. Clean, wow. Like an exfoliant yeah. of sort to clean, uh, and I think Rachel's nodding to indicate she knows more about this. No, and we'll no, stop no, with no, the no, okay. They, they do have. Um, they'll take a little bit in because inside is where the lab is, like inside of the rover. Uh-huh. And so, uh, what was explained to me was that they would take some stuff, literally from the rock, and then it would go through this little, you know, down this what I imagine would be like a shoots and ladders, but I don't know uh-huh. exactly. Um, and that would clean out anything that came. As it traveled here, so that you know, space we, dust right, and whatnot. We built it. We put our hands on it to get it over there and say you found something magical. We could have brought it with us. Mm. So they put, uh, you know, you put like a first run through, and you priming okay. the pump, so to speak, yeah. clearing out the uh, yeah. Huh. yeah. So where so there's always a danger that we bring Earth contaminants to another uh, planet when we go up there. So it's almost like it's almost like a inadvertent cross like moving a species from one place to another place yeah that's why like yeah. the first couple yeah. of trips there they they used to bring blankets that they were going to give to mars uh, <laughs> to martians <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness oh the, the we, smallpox we genocide or all you, you know just a, just a couple of um <laughs> things get live things get loose and they don't have any predators up there and before you know it they uh yeah you know, mars our germs is populated come back to get by, us yeah. yeah it's just the deer you know? population on mars just going out of control <laughs> so many deers it's, yeah with, yeah. with hindsight putting a deer in space was or a wild, bad idea <laughs> wild wild cats. cats we got some wild <laughs> cats down here coyotes cats. can't get rid of the cats did you know how much you know how much faster a cat turns feral in that kind of gravity situation also 
like yeah. it's the direct relationship space to cats. the you don't space want to cats. Thing. The noise they make if there were any app, if there were any <laughs> air to carry it. <laughs> the worst and the shedding. I mean. Out of oh, control. What's terrible. the gravity like on Mars? Oh, it's Actually, great. How hard is it sucking you into the middle of Mars or wherever? Well, it sucks uh, Mars, I think is. I don't know. It doesn't it's have that strong of an atmosphere. I don't What's think that? it. I don't think it has a strong atmosphere. And isn't its core like dead or something? I don't know. But Mars, Mars is. I'm sure is. It's I'm like pretty mine. sure it's smaller than Earth. Yeah. But it's bigger than the Moon. <laughs> and the Moon, the gravity is a sixth of the Earth. Um, let's see. The Earth. Mars is our little bitch, basically. With a dead core, our uh, dead core bitch. Dead core bitch, which they the say surface, had life at one time. The surface gravity of Mars is 38% of Earth's. Oh. All right. So those cats can jump oh. so high and so fast. Yeah. Here's a question. Yeah. What was that weird picture last week of, it looked like a metallic thing sticking out of the surface of Mars that the rover caught a picture of? No, I didn't, I didn't make it, that was up. Was it the Statue of Liberty? It was the statue. <laughs> it was very halfway down. Yeah. It was a picture... Am I the only one that saw this? I'm looking it up. I didn't see it. Maybe I photoshopped that. I can't remember. I could have been drunk. Was it the North Pole of Mars? Uh, it was some sort of robot factory, I believe. Because <laughs> uh, it looks like this metallic... Maybe it was the stick when you want to hold Mars like a you know, like <laughs> Oh, a when you want to hold it up? That's right. what you hold it with. It's the yeah. bar that you God's saw. old discarded popsicle. So it's like a popsicle. Right. I think it's that, a cold place, right? I think that is one of the theories of how the planets formed. Is a popsicle Like they were each mold. different... Yeah, they were each different, like... Snack foods that yeah. God once had, <laughs> yeah, popsicles and stuff, me. and sure. And we're next. Did and it's you... like the layers. Yeah, it's like a gobstopper. So what happened to sense. Earth's yeah. popsicles? Saturn there. was like a kind of sherbet flying saucer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the planet I would most like to eat. Saturn. Which one? Yeah, Saturn. Delicious. Saturn looks delicious. not Uranus. Hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! There's I just realized how rude that planet sounds. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> I was just saying the planet Uranus. That's it. <laughs> but, but no, but you don't realize. I'm so that juvenile. Sounds, that sounds rude. Uranus sounds does. Like, yeah, it sounds rude. Like why, why? I don't get it. It's just the name of a planet. No. Yeah, I don't understand like a, what context what you you're holding it in. Yeah, I don't. It's like a bit like butthole. Oh, like a planet. Oh, oh, like an anus. I didn't even like think. a planet's anus. Yeah. Oh, like you like somebody else's. Yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Oh, like your like your anus. Uranus would be my favorite planet to eat. Yes, and now you realize how weird like how that would have sounded. Well, now in retrospect, it does taste like sherbet though. Yeah. <laughs> well. Anus? Yeah. Oh, okay. And that's itself. <laughs> if you eat the right plants. <laughs> that's probably enough of the space talk for now. You oh. think? Or no? I don't know. Two two stories? It's probably enough. I don't know. I wish I knew what that picture was, though, of that I metallic... Could, I just Google image searched recent Mars rover pictures. I swear I, I saw something, guys. A boat dock? Like a marina? Like it a looked... Exactly. No, it, it was like some metal thing sticking out. It was last week. Was it a phone booth? It had the whole... A ladder. Uh, it had the whole space community a buzz, I believe is what they call it. And now I'm adding the terms metal things sticking out to this. So metal things sticking out Mars above a buzz. <laughs> and then possible Uranus. Possible. And see Holder what comes stick. up. Image search for recent Mars rover pictures metal things sticking out a buzz. Uh, oh. Um That's gotta do it. Whenever I Google something I type in like thirty words. I, I it never think- fails me. This picture really? might be yeah. still from. It's awesome! It always gets me. Just do like if you do like twenty words. Well, you'll, I you'll leave out it. the ofs and the thes and all that. I do it all. Really? Yeah, I don't cut any of that out. Michael, you want to look at this picture? Because I'm lazy. Is yeah. this proof positive that there are Tuscan Raiders on? Oh Mars? yes, absolutely. Possibly, that's one of their transport vehicles. Our Jawas, maybe. What is that? I don't know. That's what came up when I googled those ten words. Well, doesn't the rover send like thousands of images, and they have like 
like large groups of people going through each image, but they're not paid by NASA. They're kind of doing it because they just love it or something. It's like an open source deal. Yeah, it's like an open source deal. It might be. We were talking about that that sort of same thing with... Um, yeah, like distributed computing where... Yeah, yeah. I think well, an Italian, like some Italian woman, like uh, with space an open, open source nut with an open source. She's the one who found this metallic <laughs> Did thing. Did Betty White have any open source? She, uh, no, I didn't check. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't. I'll have you know our off a lot of word our, fun here. our off mic guest is laughing. That's all that counts. It's wordplay. Like, you're a proxy for the real thing. We appreciate <laughs> that. All right. Well, look. Listen. Uh, maybe I let us down the wrong road with this metallic no. hand. <laughs> I, if we can find it in the interim, but we can get to it. But in oh, the I meantime, got, I have one final planet, one final space story before shoot. we move on to other things. Because this is a let's do it. This is a, another because another possible clue in the search for life in the universe because again nice mm. uh again it's very very likely that somewhere even within our galaxy there that it's very unlikely that there is no other life life probably should have formed somewhere else right uh, yeah um so there's constant i agree various projects to try and f- track it down somewhere uh and and here's a story that uh lichen and algae is it algae or algae i can never all in gay the u.s okay. it's all, all gay. gay it's all, all gay, gay. Okay, guys, you're not going to realize this, but you've accidentally said something that sounds. Buddy, like... What's no? All right, listen. I'll tell you after. Okay, but uh, uh um, I don't know, the... it sounds all gay. But go ahead. Uh, that was exactly it. That's exactly <laughs> the thing that. <laughs> um, all right, so life somewhere else. So, so here's here's one possible lead in it, and that's looking for color, looking looking for reflected light. Uh, oh. Because mm. these two different things have very specific uh, color patterns that they reflect. So presumably, a space being would w- be wearing a colorful jacket, or like their urban light glow, like their the glow. That's from... exactly one of the things, and oh. uh, uh, global hypercolor T-shirts right. will change depending on the temperature. <laughs> so that's something to look out for. They can detect that. Yeah, yeah. So that's something they'd be looking can for. Can they factor in the fact that like once you've washed them a bunch of times, it doesn't change they color as they don't much work anymore? Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. And and then obviously there was the other one that the same company brought out that kind of glowed in the dark. So that was another thing that they could yeah. look for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so things that glow after after the lights go off. Um, That's crazy. It's like that in the distance from the star, right? That that uh, say if it can have life or not. Yeah. Well, the, the things the things that the things that they look for are planets that have similar conditions to ours. So for that fireworks. are similar, similar distance away from the star and uh, a, well, for a start they want to find planets that circle that orbit stars because most. A lot of stars don't have that, mm-hmm. and then once they have that, they look for the planets that fall in the right kind of. Those are loser stars. stars. Go ahead. Like yeah, like barren <laughs> stars, stars that stars that had a good life but just never managed to reproduce. They couldn't you know? do it. Yeah, stars yeah. that go to magnet engineering schools and play basketball. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> but then they get some planets going. Right. Eventually, it just takes some time. Yeah, just yeah. later on, they capture yeah. some. So they look for that, and they look for possible. Uh, they look for possible water. But one of the things they're going to start looking for is. Um, well, seen from space, for example, Earth, uh, which is our planet, uh, that's another little fact from okay. our podcast, you know? I didn't know um, that. Hmm. but gives off a lot of near-infrared light, which is reflecting off the chlorophyll in plants. Hmm. And, um, so discotheques. What they call like a exactly. red edge. And they, we'd see the same on distant exoplanets if they also host green vegetation. Have they nice. picked that up, though? Have they detected that? They haven't detected that, but they're looking... Uh, uh, but they've started looking on Earth. What they've done is they've started to look for the kind of things that on Earth first, look for those signatures, and then... Like aliens waving? Yeah, exactly that. I think alien fireworks. Except instead of aliens, it's <laughs> plants, and instead of waving, it's reflecting light. But it's huh. all... It's a you know, potato, potato. How can, yeah. you, how can you detect that? That's crazy. 
Yeah, and especially if they haven't actually detected it, to think that that's this is another thing they could start looking for, even though they have no reason to think that it actually it's a stoner idea. Well, they have to think of something. Yeah, it, this is just another potential lead. Like, there's loads of pitfalls, but it for, it is much more likely if there is life at all that it's in that kind of a form rather than like hypercolor t-shirts. So. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I hope so. I hope we find life. Like soon. We're, we're more likely to find at least initially because I'm bored bacteria rather than <laughs> cats. Gotta find something to do. Right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, speaking of things that we have found, well, I guess that's not. We didn't actually find that. Things we could have found. Um, this Richard the Third thing. Transition. Nice. Excellent at segues. <laughs> do you want to talk Bam. about this, Matt? I, I, this kind of raised Matt's hackles Let's when it came it. up earlier. Well, it's, there might be some bad science involved. It's, like counterpoint. It's, it's, like, it's an interesting story. This The Richard III thing um, they found in a, in a car park outside a supermarket right. in, in England. They found these bones, and they've been running various experiments on them. Um, now, from what I can tell, all the evidence that it's Richard III's is circumstantial. It's not being peer-reviewed. And it was rushed out to fit a documentary. Who Richard the Third? How do they know like he a, was circumcised? Like he he was had. <laughs> they found his dick, right? He was the guy. He had scoliosis, right? Yeah. He was also. Oh, a, that was him. He was Ian McKellen played him. In yeah, he film. was a dick. Yeah, right. And he he got he got Shakespeare writing about him, and he's all like like hunched over okay. and supposed yeah. like nah and yeah, <laughs> ah, that's how he sounded. <laughs> so they think they found his bones. <laughs> they think they think they found his bones. Daniel Day Lewis will play him. I Is think, there a chicken this. restaurant close by? Um, there wasn't, but Oddly enough. side note detour. This is a this is a big detour. But I used to live on Cranley Gardens, which is a street in North London, which is famous if you're into serial killers because it housed uh, Dennis Nilsson, who was a who was an infamous uh, British serial killer. And when he was first caught, he was caught. There were there was a clog in the drains, and oh. it was bones. Oh. And in between the pl- in between that being what? discovered and the police being called, he got rid of the human bones and tried to put some chicken bones in there instead. Oh wow! Like, Wait, this is a restaurant. <laughs> uh, is that what it was? This was just a house. This is a terrestrial. Oh, like, could have been horse meat. A residential property. But uh, it's pretty smart. I mean, I don't know if I would think to do yeah. that. If it was yeah, but uh, they also were like, crazy. Yeah, is anybody out there? <laughs> they were like, yeah. Then the neighbors notes. were like, no, the bones were bigger, and also that house smells. So wait a minute. Why do they think it was Richard the Third? I mean, what what so, made them think that so, at all? So there's a lot of circumstantial, or there's a lot of co- compelling evidence. Uh, it was carbon dated to a period. Uh, from 1455 to 1540, according to this article. Okay, I'm on board. Um, and he was killed in battle in 1485, so that lands dead in the middle of uh, when he was around. I'm on board. Uh, it has it fits descriptions of him around the time. It has um, it has a curvature of the spine, oh and he was goodness. portrayed as having. Okay. Uh, I'm still scoliosis. on board. Um, I'm convinced. His yeah, skeleton had injuries that were consistent with how he was supposedly killed. Like he, uh, yeah, he had like a hit to the back of the head. Like yeah, a, his skeleton. The pelvic. I think injury. It fits really? the eight. The he died, he died they think he, like, they like sodomized him with a sword after they say after he died. Whoa. Yeah, so because they hated him so much. Are it, you serious? Yeah, yeah. Well, the whole article said, about it. Ouch. It says um, the bones were also. It was roughly the right age. Like the skeleton was of someone in their late twenties or early thirties. Richard III was thirty-two when he died. Okay, uh, and the skeleton has suffered ten injuries, including eight to the skull around the time of death. Wow. So that sounds like him. Uh, so it, it sounds. It sounds convincingly like and him. They it found his wallet, relatively correct? compelling. Uh, they found his. Yeah, he had his ID card in the cabin. Wait, though, that's that's Dorner. Never mind. Sorry. And, and scratched in the dirt next to it were were his words. I, Rich the Third, die here. <laughs> uh, um, but it was. 
Th- like there, the was, they said there was no trace of a withered arm or other abnormalities described in the more extreme characterizations of the king, though. Yeah, well, they so said like that Shakespeare took some liberties with the They said top. that his shoulder might have been lower because of his spine, and okay. he really didn't have a shriveled arm. It just looked like that because that's the way he used to lean. Mm. I don't know why I'm an expert on this. <laughs> How did this happen? So why is Matt the, the skeptic on this? Like, well, what is I, it the, I'm, just... the, I'm the skeptic because, and I read an article again that was sort of, that was skeptical. This isn't my just sole skepticism, but okay. it... The the story was rushed out after these discoveries made by the team with with no peer review, which is always a little bit suspicious yeah. for a science story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it was like we got it, we found the solution, done. It's Richard the Third, and it was and it was done and funded in conjunction with a documentary, like a documentary yeah. team uh, for t- a TV documentary. That's how all good science starts. Right? It could have so, been, a, of course, it been a dog that someone ran over with a lawnmower. Or so something. yeah, it's right. like it is, <laughs> there's a lot of evidence that it is the guy. Like it's someone who died. It was someone who died around that time, at that age, and, have, whose, and whose body fits is consistent with those descriptions. Did he have three dicks? Right. However, like <laughs> he, for the show that it was being did. funded for, yeah, yeah, I mean, he had the three dicks that we so all know, he and he was believe and he, it, and he was and you know he was buried with the bones of a Pegasus, which <laughs> in which he was, as we all know, he used to ride. So, um, but you're just you're skeptical because it was just rushed. It was it was That's rushed, it. and it was for documentary for rather than for a science. Got it right, though, like maybe, it hasn't yeah. been published in a scientific journal. It was it was like in a documentary where the con- having yeah. like the and conclusion be, and this might be him. Conclusion and how maybe t- and isn't a skull that's. 500 years old going to be a little uh, tattered anyways? Wait, we're, yeah, where how was do you know, How have, do you know what happened? Where did this happen? It, it had a slice oh, no. removing a flap of bone from the skull. I think there is, which a, there is a difference injury. between yeah. uh, like the kind of the the injuries or the breakages or whatever in a skeleton that's caused over time from burial yeah. and the ones that are caused by a sword going in lots. Like, you, I, think, I think I believe that's relatively... Yeah. Where was Dis- he found, discernible. though? Or where... Where exactly was it? Leicester? Is that where? Yeah, it was in it was in Leicester in a I think it was a Sainsbury's uh, parking lot. A dumpster. Oh, could you imagine you you pull up to work? You've had like a long morning and like Christ, really? They're taking up my spot for this guy? Come on, it's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it was in the uh, it was actually in the parents and children area, <laughs> uh, parking area. They was had he in handicap? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> scoliosis yeah. parking. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, he should have gotten uh, at least a better closer spot to the. Yeah, uh, well, so- I I think it's him. I think you know. I think it's. I'm convinced. Put me in that column. I get. I get that it might not have come from the right place, but if the if the end result is is legit, then sure. Is what? there any more science that can be done to really? My they question is, lock this whole thing up. My question is, so, who cares? It's indeter- It's undeterminable. And what's the difference, anyways? And for example, for that matter, people say, "Oh, there was no real Shakespeare. It was another guy who wrote right. all those things." Well, then that guy was Shakespeare. Somebody yeah, who wrote cares? Stuff. What, You're right. What, is it, what does it mean? Whoever wrote that, what they're Shakespeare. Mean? Congratulations! Like, it doesn't much, matter. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, a good, exactly. Yeah, the writing is the writing. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, what the hell? Because people the are so bored, they have nothing to do. That is what so it is. Just, like, and they don't understand the postmodern conclusion. Yeah. Don't even nothing is these days. People. Anyways. So bored, they will listen to a podcast like this. Exactly, that's how bored. They listen to my high, high school nonsense. That's how bored and who they knows are. You really crazy this podcast. You know, that's true. That's true. All, All I know is, is we talk for a while and then it goes on the internet somehow. Well, I I have to tell you that I was talking to the president of show business and he told me I've got to get on this thing. <laughs> did he? A lot of people. Yes. Did he? Yes, he did. Yeah. The, did, pre- the president did he, of show did the president of show he's the guy who stands on like the corner of Santa Monica and uh, and Violet right yeah. oh yeah you've met him yeah yeah good guy yeah, yeah he runs show business Some yeah and he <laughs> holds <laughs> a scepter yeah, yeah. And he takes or is a it a wiffle right ball yeah and he juggles a single apple 
<laughs> is that juggling? And he'll show oh, you Uranus. He moves it around. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on. We got another story that's um, even more sciency uh, and maybe more boring and useless. Uh, the uncertainty principle. How do you guys feel about it? Um, I'm unsure about it. Oh, hi, hello. Uh, so the basic theory behind the, uh, the uncertainty principle is that you can't accurately know uh, a particle's position and its momentum at the same time because the act mm. of observing it changes one of those things. Yeah, the more right. accurately you know oh. how far something's going, the less accurately you know it's where like it is. A, it's like a quarterback. You have to throw where the guy's going to be. Exactly. you got to hope he's going to be there. Yeah. I agree with that. But it's usually something you only think of on the micro, micro, micro scale Um because you know it would be the the effect of observing something would bounce something off of it, thereby changing what you're observing. What were you gonna say? Sorry. What was the experiment that they did? I know a, I know a movie was based off this, but like where they're like shining light beams and then they put something in front of the light. What was that? Like oh, you shine the light. Okay, here it is. Watch this. Django. You shine the light <laughs> at like a wall, and then when you put um, an object in front of it with a hole, the light beams don't just like show a hole it doesn't like shine a hole on that wall the light beams split and go in different directions you ever seen that experiment yeah that that doesn't but they say this they well what they were saying was they thought that they like discovered this huge thing and then the theory was no you idiots you're watching it so you're tainting it so you're like you've tainted the experiment because you're you're watching it yeah I mean, it's the same way with sex. When you think exactly. you're not paying attention to the person in the third row, but you are. The same thing. That was yeah. the second things experiment are bouncing that I watched. off of you. Isn't and, that what you said? The yeah. things are bouncing also, off of you? And when someone observes that, it changes how you behave. Oh, it completely does. I mean, for example, I mean, and I don't mean to get off the subject, but no, no. you might, you might wear, <laughs> it. like, I'm going to wear the striped socks tonight. Yeah. Right. Well, this is for the science and porn podcast. And like, yeah. <laughs> and if, uh, if like, I know I'm being observed, I'll like, point at the crowd. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're a hot dog. That's yeah, what you I'll, are. I'll, like, I'll doff my cowboy hat. <laughs> well, I think I believe in the. <laughs> I think I believe in the theory, the uncertainty. Yeah, I don't think anybody's doubting theory. it necessarily. But uh, this article was was oh, notable because they were showing uh, an example of of testing this principle on a macro scale. It's actually that like, actually is visible. And um, but to be fair, like I've been reading this article now. Um, by macro scale, it's, it's macro- still tiny, but it's yeah, it, not. Yeah. It's macro scale that it's now it's- visible rather than. Like it right at the at the smallest possible Different level. Definition of yeah, the article actually calls it a grand scale, which which mm. is in, very generous. In quantum terms, it kind of is. In the quant- well, quantum world, where you're dealing with single atoms, this is pretty huge. Yeah. So what they did, and this was um, done at JILA in Boulder, Colorado. I'm not sure what that stands for. Jilla. Jilla. Oh, that's yeah, right. It stands yeah. for Jilla. Yeah. It's a member of Wu Tang. Um, oh, I love that. And this jello. was uh, Thomas Purdy and his team. They wanted to demonstrate the uncertainty principle at a macro scale, so they set up to measure the position of a visible object made up of a million billion atoms with a laser shot consisting Jeez. of a hundred million photons, which is um, still tiny. Very tiny, still a large number, but still tiny. And they started by creating a tiny drum using a silicon frame about half of a millimeter on a side, across which they stretched a flexible silicon nitride skin. A, n- a tiny Neil Pert to play it. Yep. Yeah, this, yeah, good <laughs> lord. Double this, kick drum. This drum would barely be heard over any kind of band. Like you know, you'd have like the tiny, like the, even the smallest guitar you can think of would drown it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
This is not Keith Moon we're talking about. No, no, no. So to eliminate the effects of heat, the researchers cooled the drum to a temperature of four degrees above absolute zero. Which, again, is terrible conditions for a concert. Horrible. Yeah, you'd have to wear very thick gloves to drum in those, in those kind of... Uh, Circumstances. Uh, the team then added tiny mirrors next to each face of the drum. Oh, Again, tiny mirrors. Little Neil, Neil Peart's kind of so, vain. Drummers are so vain. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tiny mirrors. It's a good song. Yeah. It's a good song. And then the researchers fired a laser and let the light bounce between the two mirrors. And as the light bounced back and forth, most of the photons hit the drum and transferred momentum before eventually entering a detector that calculated the drum's position. And in accordance with Heisenberg's theory, the the drum vibrated on the order of picometers or trillionths of a meter due to little kicks from the protons. Photons. So, what did I say? You said protons. Oh, then. duh. But, uh, Have I been saying protons this whole time? No, 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 no okay, it's just good. that one okay. time. So, so yes. Yeah, so, I would have corrected you, but whatever. Yeah. So you've got this tiny drum that they're firing, they're firing these photons between these between these two mirrors, mm-hmm. and it's and it's vibrating ever so slightly. It's vibrating. The drum skin is vibrating as a big drum would. Mm-hmm. The tiniest bit. I was just just re- and uh, a couple, so <laughs> a couple of picometers worth of uncertainty uh, may not seem like much in the context of an object which is eight orders of magnitude larger, but it's extremely important for some scientists who need extraordinarily precise measurements. So yeah, it's just demonstrating this thing that we know to be true on a very very tiny scale. That's on crazy. a still tiny scale that's barely visible. Wow! How do you set that. I can, these yeah. minds, these people. Is this Thomas Purdy, whatever his name he, is? He, Genius. Yeah. You scientists really know how to party. That's crazy. I, I wonder if, like, to make the tiny, tiny drum and the tiny, tiny mirrors, they just got you know those guys like are in prison who just develop who just like well they're in prison but they're really good at making tiny models of things. Right. If somebody's doing that, here's in the prison, Declaration I'm of Independence on the head of a matchstick. <laughs> <laughs> they just got those guys. If that was happening in a prison, I'd be so impressed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it, I'm sorry. Did I not mention JLA is a prison in Boulder, Colorado? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the it. Gila, yeah. Okay. They, it's the Last it. Supper on a grain of sand. Move a couple letters around. You got it. <laughs> Oh my God! It is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Master of anagrams, Michael James Nelson. <laughs> or Michael <laughs> James. No. I'm good at that, and I'm good at magnets. Nolan. <laughs> Let me give you a word. You, you rearrange it. Ready? Oh, oh, because like uh, pressure. No. Wait, what? No. You said no. 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 <laughs> yes. K N O. Oh man. Quan. On nice, oh, see, look I at got that. it. He didn't even write anything down. Well, dysgraphia would have prevented that. Uh, the from, king, yeah. he's a rain dyslexia. No, I, I read it as no, <laughs> he's, a rain man. he's a regular rain man. <laughs> oh, dis- you're a regular rain man. <laughs> <laughs> On for no, is my dyslexia switched like for me. When that movie came out, autism wasn't as well known of a thing, and I think everybody thought. After made Rain it. Man, oh, everyone who's autistic is awesome at some point. It's amazing. They're <laughs> like I was like, savant. oh, no, no, that's not really. It's just a debilitating condition. I always ask uh, people with autism to do math for me or yeah, do, just, my, do my taxes. Just for for it, the next, like, five years, like, anyone some about some anywhere on the autistic spectrum, like, to the casino! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, always say to him, I always say to him, what was the weather like on June 30th, 1970? And they're like, cloudy. I, I kind of think they're deaf, so I yell at them. Is this in public you're doing this, and like, at the mall? Cloudy? Excuse me, can you do some calculus? <laughs> Wherever the artistic roam. So, generally, uh, subway platform. Right. Subway, yeah. Just, yeah. just scaring a lot of people. Yeah. I brought scary. a guy with Asperger's with me to the black Jack tables not that useful actually <laughs> asperger's a little different right counting cards at all well it's somewhere in the autism spectrum that's like a personality costing yeah. me a fortune in drinks. personality yeah. thing isn't that what autism is isn't it all kind well, of well i think all, asperger's is more of like you have the inability to relate to people and like emotion and all that but, 
but that's a, it is a it is a mild. It's form a form of it, absolutely. It's on so the what's ADD? Nothing to do with that. <sighs> like you don't think so? You don't think it's all a lack but of I, filters? I, I think ADD, I have ADD, but I, uh, ADD I think is a collection is a is a symptom of ve- with various causes or a collection of yeah. Right. I think uh, it's all because of these modern every, times so we're living everyone's in. Everyone's got ADD now, yeah. I think. I've got adult onset ADD probably just from the internet existing as a thing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm, i got 20 tabs open in my browser right now just so I can look up recent pictures of metallic thing protruding from Mars at the same time as... <laughs> Did you find that yet, by the way? Bones. Nothing. God, i got everything riding on that. Nothing. If we could just find that. <laughs> just to you're, validate you're me as a guest. Redeemed. Yeah, if you can't find that picture, nope. then I have not fulfilled my destiny. Matt, do you, have a story, do you have a story for us? Yeah, well, here's a fun one. Um, here's a... Uh, I say that, that so much more promising than it might have. Here's a fun one. <laughs> we'll be the judge be. of that. Uh, <laughs> Better be fun. But, you know, some scientists... Some scientists try and find life on other planets. Some scientists try and build tiny, tiny drums. Uh, these people have tried to work out why newborn babies walk in a certain way. Uh, okay. See, why, this we're bored. What is this? Uh, why they have what's described in this article and in this science news article um, as a herky-jerky Frankensteinian stepping action. (laughs) That's what they came up with? I could have told you that for like $10. Toddlers. We're talking about toddlers. (laughs) I'm a professor of herky-jerky movements. (laughs) How did they test this? So what they did is quite... quite, They they tested it um, uh, by... I, I've got to show you this picture. They they are holding up a baby oh, that's too young. I'm excited to walk. that our tax dollars are going into this. They're not even We're talking little... about babies that are walking. They're talking about newborns that can't walk. But if you hold them up, they'll make a stepping action. Who cares? And this video shows a creepy dude in a with a braided belt. Um, oh, I see. <laughs> well, oh my have god, little, um... that's your job, guy. <laughs> He's holding a baby covered in oh. like uh. Andy Circus motion oh. detection. Yeah, well, they place little electro pads on their legs. You yeah. know the kind of things that those. It looks like those tens of machines, you know, the ones that people have so that they can exercise without doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, so they're placing that all over the kid and got, examining which things. electrodes of which um, which neurons are firing. And it it turns out um, babies, the younger they are, the more likely they are to tense all a lot of their muscles at the same time. Idiots. Whereas as you get older, <laughs> you start dun, dun, to do dun. it progressively in sequences. So your right. your body your body learns as you get older to kind of fire this, then this, and then this, which makes a complex walking motion. And that's why kid babies, when they're really young, they sort of move their whole limbs in one as a single. Oh, Where do they time. get the babies? Does it say like LA casting or something? I think I think they just find them. I think they just oh. get them in a <laughs> petri dishes. They <laughs> yeah. breed them. Some agents, Nunneries. some baby agents. Yeah. I got a perfect gig for your your baby. Stem cells. <laughs> they just breed the bottom halves of babies. Yeah, <laughs> test two babies. Maybe. Yeah, it's just like the earlier version of the Herbie Hancock video for Rocket. Yeah, <laughs> just oh, like God. robotic yeah. baby yeah. legs without body. Someone I know is nephew was in a it was a commercial in the uk about 10 years ago maybe longer even uh and the commercial was like these all these babies sat down while the baby gave like a, a lecture on this thing it was like uh like a diaper commercial baby food or something uh but what they did to make all the babies sit in place was just velcro them to the floor yes <laughs> that's, that's, that's not legal that's just someone's that's job so to velcro great. babies that's ridiculous like, yeah wow just had like a strip of velcro on the I wall. would love to velcro some babies to a uh, wall yeah we can uh, to get that'd be cute yeah yeah you put a shirt like a onesie on them that's tight enough <laughs> that it's not gonna come off of them or whatever and, just toss and you put them there. like six feet against the wall I'm talking about secure Throw Velcro up against stuff well, yeah, so that they're a, not going to fall on the ground. Like you have safety Velcro. You just, you and have then to go, people yeah. look at them, the whole party, oh, 
Did you ever do you could tickle their you feet? You have to go to the bathroom. High level. Just toss them up there. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> Fuck them at the wall. Uh, did you ever do? Bar- I think it's called barfly jumping. That was the thing. That was one of the things they would. I remember having it at a party once. Where, trampoline in a Velcro suit. Yeah, and, where you wear you get into a Velcro oh, I've seen suit. That. They got a Velcro. Letterman used to do that. Who yeah. did? David Letterman, didn't he? Oh, he did. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He absolutely yeah. did. Back, back in the good old days when yeah. you get out of the studio. Wrestling yeah. shoes days. Yeah. I think I did it, and I remember it being difficult because it's hard to make your body land at all points at the same time. So it would always be kind of like a. Yeah, and it, I, I never had the guts to do it, like a kind of do a flip onto it because I kept thinking oh, I'm just no. going to land on my head. So I always just yeah. sort of spun around and landed face up back first. And I remembered when I hit the wall, then gravity kicks in and like the suit's going to hold you up, but you're still going to fall down within the suit. And I guess maybe if you were taller, your feet would hit the bottom of the suit's yeah. feet. But instead, like basically all my weight's being supported yeah. by the crotch of this suit. So I hit the wall, <laughs> then slide and instantly like my crotch <laughs> is it's supporting just a wedgie, 200 pounds. wedgie yeah. situation. How do you get it's down? It's a Velcro wedgie. Then they have to peel you off the wall. The attendant guy has to. Uh, yeah. Guys? <laughs> it all sounds like my, my sex with my very first girlfriend. <laughs> Lots oh, of kinky stuff, man. Yeah, well, a guy had to that, peel you off? Yeah, they had to peel me off the wall. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude walks in. Here you go, guys. Get you down here. Yeah. And this, the attendant does what he called him. Yeah, this yeah. is how he sounds. Um, what? So what are they figuring out about this baby's exactly. walking? They like, didn't really it, find out. They found out basically babies are bad at walking. <laughs> They fire everything immediately. Well, I'm glad we spent millions on that. But that is, I guess that they, that is one of the reasons why it's turning out that they they take a while to learn how to walk. It's not just the balance thing; it's the fact that the legs, the yeah. different muscles in the legs, take a while to learn how to fire separately, rather than just like yeah. right leg, left I, leg. No, it's that's there's more to that than walking. I think they fi- they found out that anybody will do anything for a job. I think that was the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the result there. I well, always want to know more about yeah, the people behind, like the guy in the video whose head you can't see, who's holding the baby up. I, yeah, that's the story I want. And is dressed to... all in black, like the Johnny Cash of baby testers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you see this, Robert? And I'm pretty sure that's the a braided... Johnny Cash yeah. of baby testers. Yeah. Oh, that's his little baby that's June crazy. Carter Cash. Yeah, I like the idea that he just, walk, like, yeah. he just walks into the lab, everyone suddenly goes quiet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy playing the lab piano stops. <laughs> He just tips his hat, walks over to the baby Well, that's crazy. The good, the bad, hey, the ugly theme. By the way, that was a fun story. Yeah, it was a fun story, right? Walking with babies. It was a fun story. I always feel like if you work with babies, it must be almost irresistible not to pinch the baby. <laughs> that wouldn't be a good uh, sign. Well, How can you not pinch a baby? That You learn that in training. Don't pinch the babies. There's signs yeah. everywhere to remind you. <laughs> I, I imagine, like, I mean, I, I've never felt that compulsion, but if that is a Oh, thing come on. No, is that what you're doing in public? By the way, you're pinching babies and asking right, you, guys with autism get, to do when math. When you select fruit at the grocery store, do you squeeze and pinch the fruit? Yeah, but I don't buy babies in the supermarket. Oh, biting! <laughs> Did you say? Oh, biting is even more fun than pinching. All right, now, we're, now we're getting. Now we just wandered into a weird area. Well, that's <laughs> biting what, babies. Robert wants to bite and pinch babies. Yeah. Uh, there was an attendant to peel him off the wall when he lost his virginity. <laughs> um, it's all coming out. I had out him now. six feet up high would, at a party. All coming out. I don't think you should be trusted with young people. Oh, that was at yeah. a party you're doing that. Oh, well, I was imagining having babies. You should maybe be given like a kind of bag of flour or some eggs to look after first. Right. And see oh, if you can have yeah, yeah. That, start with that. And then and just the, the egg broke when I pinched it. Why were you pinching the egg? <laughs> why, were you, why did you pinch? That is right? one of the harder things to pinch. An egg. That, that was, is that is among the harder. I pinch things eggs to, to test them if they're they're okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, is it considered a They're pinch if okay. you're encompassing the entire thing and then squeezing? That's not really a pinch. No, you that's have not to, a pinch. You that's a, pin, a crush. A pinch, it's just crushing I the do, egg. I do yeah. know one. Well, this pinch. is a fun little so, vaguely science-based uh, fact. If you want to find out how whether an egg is fresh... You roll it? Uh, put it in a glass of water. Oh, yeah. And if it... Because um, the, the less... The more off an egg goes, the more gas is produced inside it and the more it floats. So if it's... When an egg is completely oh. fresh, it lies flat on the surface... As it starts to go, you know, maybe not at its freshest, but still perfectly eatable, it's, uh, it starts to stand up on its end. And if it floats to the top, then throw it out. That's why I bring a glass of water when I go to the grocery store. Yeah. At all times. Every egg is wet. Like, you, you do like every single <laughs> Yeah, I sit there and just do every egg. Like, nope. Yeah. And you're wearing, like, a witch finder hat. Got to get... Yeah. Sir, can you please leave? <laughs> I got one more egg, man. <laughs> I do like what you're about to say. I think what you're about to say, which was an old Mr. Wizard style thing, yes. where to find out if, if you had a bunch of eggs and some yeah. are hard boiled and some aren't, how are you going to figure out which is which? Exactly. Yeah. What, would you, what would you do? Uh, Open them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. roll it. Just smash you them roll against it someone's and then face. Smash them against someone's Isn't face. It, what what you do, I roll smoothly. You spin it around. You sp- oh, you spin it. And then you stop it for just a split second and then let go of it again. Yes, and if and it the starts momentum spinning of the ins- up, right. if it starts spinning again, then it's yeah. uncooked. Yeah. Or, you, or you tell the man to stop bothering you and go about your business. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, if it's if it's uncooked, then it has a liquid center, so it, the liquid center moves, and if you stop it, it still has that momentum inside, right. and so it'll carry on spinning once you release your hand. But, but not the hard boiled, but the yeah. hard boiled ones, yeah, act like just, just a solid stop. object. So you stop it, it's stopped. Some straight up Mr. Wizard this. shit. Because when I get eggs, I just look at them and I don't know why. What I'm even looking at to gauge my decision, I go, eh, they look great. There yeah. are nine thousand different kinds white. of nomenclature for an egg at a at a grocery store. That's what drives well, there's, me nuts. I only have time for double A, triple A. It's like batteries. First, I got one nomenclature. I got time for one nomenclature, yeah. and that's it. I think the simple thing is just go, what did the chickens eat? What did the chickens' parents eat? You, what did the... I just basically look at it and go, like, is it is it the ones where they cut their beaks off? Or yeah, is it, no, or is you it don't like, want that. Oh, you yeah, the, that. like Portlandia. I'm willing to spend one? 50 yeah, cents yeah. more the chicken's and get friend one. or whatever. Yes, yes. Yeah, I don't, yes. need, I don't need to know that the chick, like the chicken has, like, a, a vacation every couple <laughs> right. of weeks yeah, and has music piped in. But, like, do they cut their beaks off and do they cram them in, like... Like twenty to a box, and if not, then I'll buy it. So does that mean they're they're beak free? Because that could go either way. That could mean. <laughs> yes. like, I don't think they write beak free. Oh, okay. So don't. why do they have such an elaborate pecking order? What they say chickens are uh, an uh, pa- a uh, you know whatever ranked animal. So you get a hundred chickens, and they figure out exactly who's number one through a hundred. What the hell's that about? Is, they're, is they're that ranking? Real, what do they have to? What do they have to do? What do they have to achieve in nature that so you requires only buy an from like an alpha such hen? a strict? I don't even know about the, what's this ranking system. I didn't know that pecking they order was a literal out, thing. Yeah, from it's chickens. a pecking order. You guys, they do. You guys don't know the, I know sure. the term pecking. Is that order. where pecking order that it, the term look, came from? Look, lots of ant. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you, lots, you don't even know. Lots of animals. <laughs> lots of animals. <laughs> sure, have, why not? Have ranking systems. Cows do. Uh, chickens do. How do you They're get very, your ranking? Are you telling me I'm sitting here with a, ti- a through a, a series three scientists through a series of challenges? Well, I don't know chicken ranking. I can tell you about asteroids. All right, we got two questions. One is, are they rankable, and do they rank themselves? And B, right. I don't know. They rank themselves. From one to B. B. How do they rank? Well, figuring out how they would rank themselves is easy enough. Who can kick whose ass? Mm-hmm. So cockfighting. Cockfighting. Well, how do right. you think they know to fight? Because they're figuring well, out no their order. So fight my for that question reason. is, what evolutionary purpose does an elaborate ranking of all the chickens in a chicken pack? Survival have? of the fittest. Who What's even the knows what chickens are like in the wild? 
Yeah. Where do they come from? What I continent do. do they come from in the wild? Yeah, you know which. Is this a chicken or the egg question that you're well, getting to? I'm telling you, that's why they say it's cruel to have them in certain arrangements because they can't figure they out can't their little their... order and that drives. Why do they need the certain... order? I, I don't know. That's what well, I'm maybe, asking. Why yeah. be having? Order, but I do know that they have an order. Maybe it'd be, otherwise, it's like being put in prison with like a with like a guy in your cell who's like much bigger than you and. Yeah, right. Oh, I don't not, want that to be that. Right. That's bad memory. Then again, maybe it's like having to go to parochial school where they were, you're wearing a uniform <laughs> right. to keep the kids from forming yes. all these fashion-based yes. cliques, you know? But can I ask you so a question? Where, where are they ranking this? Am I missing a number on the egg carton when I buy it? Like what? <laughs> oh, like only the best chickens. Right. What, what, where, 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 where do I see this ranking no, this system? Is, this is true. I will only... It costs like I shouldn't even tell you this. You have to ask the guy behind. <laughs> Give me the, some numbers. The, you know how you look. <laughs> this is a, okay, you, you know go to the back, right? Past, ask, ask for Ron. You, you know how you look, Pat. Just remove. If there's like one milk left only, you open, you take that milk out, and you peek back to the refrigerator part, and you ask the guy. <laughs> there's a guy back there at I all want, times. I want two dozen. <laughs> I want two dozen alpha eggs. Is this you a guy? Call them alpha eggs, and then you get number one, number one, hey, number listen. one. You get the top egg off the top ranked chicken, and you eat all those chickens. That guy. Have more power in life. You're form. telling me there's a guy back there. First of all, that guy's back there in the freezer. He's just trying to freeze a drum, and you're interrupting him to ask him about where the alpha eggs are. Well, that, well, does yeah. that work? You just gave away a huge secret. I'm they're saying coming, they're they going to come after you. More, by the way. They cost more, but they they do astounding things for your testosterone, for your sexual proclivities. I've always I've always wondered why you, you're going to make me look like an idiot next time I go to the grocery store. Just ask for alpha <laughs> eggs. Alpha eggs. They cost more, but they're worth it. And how big are they? Are they the same size? The chickens that laid them or the... Just the egg. Like, am I going to know? They're the women that got impregnated like by, the, on the, by the alpha. Yeah, they're like... It's like a steroid egg. They're, they're muscular-looking eggs. You've done this. They're rippled on the outside. Have I done it? That's what I... That's the omelet I have every Sunday morning. So if morning. I see you at the grocery store, I'm going to see you whispering to the back of that thing with the door open. Well, I may be... Actually, in all, I should say, I may be trying to communicate with a packet of uh, oh, yo- okay. yogurt. Oh. <laughs> or as the British call it, yogurt. Yogurt. Oh, the weirdest. By the way, I looked at okay. Pecking Order on Wikipedia, which is the only resource we need. Um, and it, I guess it was first described in a book in 1921 done uh, by a German name, done written by a German named Thorleaf Schilderup. Now, is it, am I right in thinking, because I've got a theory, is Pecking Order actually from a, a particular group of monks who had attached beaks? <laughs> Yes, <laughs> the order of the order of pecking monks. Yeah, it might have been that also. But okay, my, now I want to distinguish the real science from the non uh, because this is a real thing that I didn't know was real, and so I actually want to say this. I published this um, and used the German terms Hackordnung or Hackliste for the pecking order. Hackliste, such a sexual and it language. referred to the expression yeah. of dominance Beautiful. in birds, which was expressed in various behaviors, including pecking, which was used by that author as a measure of dominance and leadership order. Yeah. Oh, so like when like hmm. the, when yeah. guys in bar, like big guys kind of grab you and like, hey, buddy, and like yeah. grab you too tightly yeah. and they're like, and they hey, t- you're just being friendly. They're ranked man. higher than yeah. you. And also just trying to establish my dominance so that people can see that That's I'm a right. big guy. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And, his, and his eggs would be more valued and would yeah. be harder to come by. Right. And then yeah, Robert would go up and say, I'd like to suckle on your unborn young. He'd yes. Like, he'd be like, yes. bartender. Where's the alpha male? <laughs> so, and it's even, He's over there. Even the females will have, uh, let's see, in smaller batches of females without a rooster, one female will assume the dominant role. She yeah. Will, she will stop producing eggs and become the watchdog for the flock. Yeah. So yeah. there's a pecking order. It's like Joey Behar hmm. from The View. <laughs> she's barren. Exactly. But she's going to keep an eye out on everybody else. Right. She's known as that on The View. 
Okay. Wow. Keeping an eye ground out. it to a halt. Yeah, my <laughs> question is: My question is: It seems like I could see a pecking order if you had something to achieve. But what do chickens have to achieve? Nothing. What do any of us but have they don't to know achieve, that. <laughs> When it comes down to Actually, it, right? that's, that's an excellent Seriously. question. Mm-hmm. All this running around we're doing, what's it for? And if chickens were only to realize that. If chickens could realize how close this asteroid was coming to our planet right now, they would quit all their petty infighting. We're like, hey, yet, what, right. why yet, are we worried about being in this battery cage? At least we're doing something. At least that's right. our purpose. Yeah. And how do they get blamed for saying the sky's going to fall if they're not even aware that this asteroid's They right can't even there. see the sky because they're in these cages pecking at each other. Aww. Some of them have no beaks. I think Aww. actually that whole, that whole sky falling, I think that was a metaphor for some, uh, like, for some bigger bird, some more aware bird. No. Like an eagle. <laughs> no, I think it was probably a chicken that actually did <laughs> look up and then warn the populace about... Isn't that how the, the 2012 Mayan thing started? Wasn't there a chicken back in the Mayans' day? I presume there really? was. Yeah. I thought it was just their mathematical calendar. No, no, no. They were a chicken-based culture. No, actually. that was uh, that was back, worked back. Mm-hmm. That was reverse engineered. Yeah, yeah. Oh. They had the date and they worked back. Those Mayans. Like, crazy, crazy Mayans. Out of their they time. Were, they were time. good, man. So when this asteroid goes by, it has no gravitational pull on the Earth. The Earth just kind of slings well, it Well, everything around. has a gravitational pull on the Earth. Like, we have like a gravitational not, pull yeah. on the Earth, but... I, my hair's not going to stand up, or it doesn't, you know, it's like not... It has no kind of... The Earth's not going to really feel yeah. it. Your hair's it's, not going to stand up. It's not going to affect... Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> just one little... Did your hair ruffle? Oh, there it goes. Oh, did I imagine oh, that? that asteroid again? Just... Man, my part is all messed up. An asteroid. <laughs> like, if that's a warning that the government puts out, just guys wear our hats, because... Yeah. <laughs> The asteroid's going to come past, and it could mess up your head. There's a pecking order. Yeah. There's just like a, a flyaway alert that's going across the bottom of your screen, like yeah. warning of wisps of hair that might be in place. <laughs> you, uh, check your mirror before you go out this yeah. morning, because stuff's going to be changing. That's what so I'm concerned dangerous. about. So guys, be careful. Although by the time you've heard this, this will have already happened. I and hope, and I it's not going to hit us in what, How long yeah. is it going to be? We can't see it, right? Or if they have a telescope? Uh, no, I'm sure you can't see it. It'll be twice as far away as the Earth is wide, and it'll be 150 feet. So, so it's not going to go through any of your atmosphere, and it's only when it goes through the atmosphere that it lights up. Yeah. Although it might reflect. It'll be... I don't... Actually, let me, um, let me go back to the Fox News article, <laughs> the best possible resource <laughs> for all the facts on this asteroid. Fox News? This is the one that told us about the uh, $65 billion. Dollars I mean, there water. is almost no point us telling our listeners whether or not you're able to see it because you won't by the time this comes out because it's going to come right. out two days after it goes past us. It gets back to the chicken thing. What's the point of all of this, you guys? Yeah, what are we right. doing? Any of it. Yeah. So, you know, if you're with somebody you love this right now, This is how our podcast is going to end. Like, we're going like, to stop because Andy has an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> what is the point? It's Valentine's Day. We're sitting here talking about chickens, you guys. Why are we all alone? Why are we all alone? <laughs> On the, on, that seems like as good a point as any for, for wrap-up. We've reminded everyone of our mortality. Yeah, really. Uh, I'm bummed. <laughs> Rob, do you have any plugs, guys? Robert's got a new album that's just come out. I do. I should have brought them. I've got them in my car. I'll bring you guys copies. But uh, t- tell our listeners how they can go about getting it. It's called One Pretty Peacock, and look up Robert Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I, and Rooftop Comedy, and boom, you're there. Nice. Nice. I mean, those words will get you there. It's actually great that you can hear clips of it. Have you seen the new rooftop? Like, they, you can listen to clips of it right on the thing. How many words great. is it that you have to search for? Robert Buscemi. I only do the, twenty words. Is so that's the funniest my man okay. on this quadrant of the table? On the table. Okay. And one pretty peacock. And filmed it. At, filmed it at Holy Fuck. Can I say fuck? That show. You can say fuck. You fucking filmed it at that. Holy Fuck. And, but uh, not with the word highly before it. It's good. It's getting good reviews. Good. I gave it a great review on Amazon. <laughs> but no, it's, 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 it's got I'll a little bit I'll check it out. Of a, yeah. Great. He's a very funny I'll man. I'll review fairly. 
I'll give it great reviews. I, I like the cover. I like the cover art. Dude, yeah, it's yeah. good, isn't it? That's they nice. always give me good art. Yeah. Ah, look at that. Yeah, they give nice. me good art. That's good stuff. And yourself? Michael, do you have something coming up? Um, let's see. For everybody in Los Angeles, my sketch group, Lost Friends, will be performing at the Comedy Central stage March 25th at 8 o'clock. And it's a free show. Excellent. And they can find you on... You just go to comedycentral.com, their website, and there's like a link to Comedy Central stage at the Hudson Theater. And people can find you on Twitter and Facebook and that. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm at Nelson Comedy, N-E-L-S-O-N Comedy. I'm on Twitter, everyone. I have like... I do spurts. Like, I'm all about it for two weeks, and so I can go away a little bit. Spurts, check out Nelson Comedy. Yeah, if you like it in waves, you get, like, sick and tired of me, I'll go away for a little bit, and I'll come back. You're like, oh, that's why I like this guy. And then uh, michaeljamesnelson.com. Um, and as always, uh, follow us at Probably Science or... Yep. Any corrections, any comments, any clarifications, uh, please email uh, probablyscience at gmail.com. Oh, and uh, we've got a donation. Oh, yeah. We, we did put up a donation button, finally, if you go to probablyscience.com. Oh, nice. If you want to throw in a uh, little bits, it, it definitely helps. We completely um, forgot to mention it last week. We did, and I wanted to thank someone who chipped in and helped out in a significant way. They offset some of our... Some of our I don't, uh, I don't want hosting ma- costs. I don't want to be made public for that. <laughs> oh, Robert. <laughs> oh, I forgot to plug, too. When is this going to post? It'll be up on Monday the... Um, this coming Monday morning. 18th? Okay, so then Tuesday, the season finale of Betty White, Off the Rockers on oh, NBC. Very nice. Let's check, check it out. out. Check that out. Uh, but I, yeah, I want, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, so I can't leave Betty out. Betty's the best. Uh, can we come meet her sometime? What, what's, the, what's the policy on that? Can you get like on-set privileges? Does she do she podcasts? Is so... Does she into science? <laughs> I was going to say, does she have a science yeah. background? <laughs> she is so busy with that hot in Cleveland show of hers. Yeah, she's right. And then up. we're done shooting off their rocker. And her MMA career. Yeah. Yeah, she's so busy. She's got so much going on. It's crazy. Her. At 91 years old. But if only we could awesome. all be so lucky in 60 years. I was just going to say, though, thank you again to Kathleen R. I think that's how you pronounce her last name for the donation. It's much appreciated. And uh, Oh, that was nice. Kathleen. Yeah. Good keep, work. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Um, and, yeah, send comments, criticism, questions. And, tell and, your rich friends. And please give us nice ratings on iTunes because that helps other people find us. And also, if you've enjoyed us, uh, please subscribe on iTunes because I know some people listen to individual episodes but don't subscribe but if mm-hmm. you subscribe you'll get the next one coming the second it's released all the way in and the bonus probably histories that pop up every so often oh and we have a probably history that'll be up very soon we already recorded it and it should oh, be up within the week probably history probably history Jesse Case oh. fellow comedian and roommate of mine Jesse Case is uh, he a big history guy hosts he likes well, it's it's as much history as this is science, if that makes sense. He has no, a history. I, no, hey, that's that's cool. But I we did one that. on uh, on Pompeii was the most recent episode. Pompeii and the explosion of Vesuvius. And, wow. Uh, so yeah, please nice. stuff. So listen to that. Subscribe. It'll be give us a nice feed. ratings and yeah. comments, and uh, tweet us, uh, email us with any comments, qualifications, corrections, or just nice pictures of yourselves in fun settings. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we will see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.